Chut, chut, everybody, welcome to Tuscan Radio. I'm your host, Drew Gretsch. I know I'm super late with these. I'm so, so sorry. Um, yeah, but today, this is going to be the full spoiler-filled breakdown review of Obi-Wan Kenobi, Season 1, Episode 1, just called Part 1. Just called Part 1. This episode was released on Disney Plus on May 27th, 2022, and has a runtime of 55 minutes. The episode was directed by Deborah Chow and was written by Joby Harold, Hossein Amini, and Stuart Biati. Or Beatty? I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm so sorry. Obi-Wan Kenobi lives a humble existence on Tatooine, on the sons of Tatooine. Despite the dangers of being a Jedi survivor at the height of the Empire, Kenobi is forced to emerge from hiding. So yeah, I'm super, super sorry that these episodes are so late. Uh, like, literally, episode 3 drops in a matter of hours. I'm just getting these now. I'm sorry, guys. I, I was out of town uh, with, like, essentially the entire Tuscan Radio crew this weekend. We just got back last night, and then today, uh, I was just watching all Stranger Things. So, yeah. I'm sorry I didn't get these out sooner, but they're out now. If you want to go back and listen to these, well, you're already doing that, so thank you for that. Um, but, yeah. So, you you guys probably heard my initial reaction on... Thursday morning, Friday night, whenever, when the first episode, when the first episodes dropped, I really like the show. I really, really like the show, but I don't love it just yet. Um, I'm hoping with these next four episodes, they can really just win me over. But yeah, I'm only talking about the first episode right now. I'm not going to talk about episode two. I'm only going to talk about episode one, but I'm recording these two back to back. So yeah, um, Spoiler free just for the first few minutes here for episode one, for part one. Again, not part two, only part one. So if you've only seen part one of Kenobi, you're you're golden. But I mean, I think a lot of people just watched the first one and then went right and watched the second one. If you're interested. Like I don't think anyone who's who was turned off after the first episode, not only will you not watch the second episode, but you're not gonna listen to a podcast about the first one. I hope I'm wrong about that. And I inspire you to watch the next one, but still. Uh, I don't think that's happening very often. So, the first episode, I thought, was a lot better than the second. Again, I'm not, I'm not, not going to talk about the second episode a whole lot here, but I thought the first episode did a really great job of just setting up the story and the world that we are going to in- inhabit now for the next, you know, six hours through this through this series. I also really love that the first episode was so Chavin song. I love that. I love that. It seems like... We're done, like, gone are the Disney Plus days of 35-minute episodes, which hopefully, ho- hopefully we're done with that. Like, I mean, we'll see with Andor, because I feel like Andor, the episodes are going to be a bit shorter because it's 12, 12 episodes. So th- those will probably, probably be around, like, 45 minutes or so, which, yeah, it's fine. Just utilize that time well, honestly. Um... But yeah, so let's just, I'm just going to get in spoilers now, because if you haven't seen it by now, I don't care. <laughs> I love that the Luke's intro was in gold. I thought that was re- re- really great. I thought it was super fun. I, I, was Boba Fett intro in green? Was that in green? Am, am I misremembering that? I feel like it was in green. We're going to we're gonna check that on that right now, just live on air. I feel like it was green, at least for the first one. Um... Yeah, so I'm just going to check up on this. Because, like, if, if they're going to be, like... If the interests are just going to be, like, the main color associated with that character, I, I think that's super cool. Alright. 
Disney Plus for chapter one of the Book of Boba Fett. It uh, was more. Oh no, that was in the trailer. Where it was green. That's right. It's it, it's just the regular silver on Disney Plus, but whatever. Um, I thought it would have been cool, but it's, it's all good. It's fine. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't change the story of that show. Um, I really loved just starting out the series with an Order 66 flashback, right? I understand why some people are maybe on the fence about that, like... Or at least maybe had we seen Hayden there. But I, I actually didn't think that Hayden in episode 2 was introduced beautifully. So, I really love that it was a flashback scene. And it was all, like, one take. It was all one take. Um, I, I always feel as though, like, if you can do something in one shot, it's just so much more visceral. You can feel the action so much more. It just It's, it's just better if you can do it in just one shot. If, if you can. Um, and man, I really love seeing, like, the live-action Lightsabers again. It's been, like, two and a half, three years now since Rise of Skywalker came out. And I know we've had, like, you know, we we, we had, um, Din Djarin with, with the Darksaber. We saw Ahsoka's Lightsabers in Mandalorian also. I mean, we have, we had Luke's Lightsaber also. But, you know, I just also really love just seeing live-action Lightsabers on a much more regular basis. I really do love that. I just love lightsabers. Who, who doesn't love lightsabers? So, I'm glad we're seeing that a lot in this show. There's a whole lot, a lot of red, whole lot of red. Um, I thought that the introduction of the Inquisitors on Tatooine was really, really interesting. I I really loved that whole thing with the Grand Inquisitor and that whole crew just like in the saloon. I thought that was great. I thought it was really, he was telling that story and just spot on. And what I loved there was we were thinking he was talking about Kenobi. We were thinking he was talking about Obi-Wan, but then he wasn't. He was talking about this other Jedi uh, that we know as Nari. Um, we, we are, like, the first time we even see Reva, we think... And by the way, I'm going to be talking about the Moses Ingram racism bullshit. And I don't curse on the show the best with this. That's just bullshit. What's happening um, to her and what she has to endure. I'm telling that on... I will be talking about that on the full part three breakdown on Friday. Because I, I, I want that to be a large um, audience. Where this is coming out super late so I can have that audience. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about it there. But you guys should just know. I think it's absolute bullshit. It is not for whatsoever. This needs to end. It's... I have no words for it. It needs to end. Don't choose to be racist. And if you have a problem with me saying that, leave. Don't listen to my show. I don't want you to listen to my show. You've bullied everyone else out of Star Wars. You've bullied everyone. Everyone else out of Star Wars, stop. Stop. It, just, I, I, I'm being serious. If you, if you have a problem with me saying, don't be racist, don't listen to my show. Hopefully this is a wake-up moment for you. And 
you can learn and grow in stopping that person. But if you're not going to do that, leave. And by the way, in Disney's post, they did not remotely say, if you don't like this show, that means you're racist. They did not remotely say that. Because I, I know like people like geeks and gamers are running with that. Saying, Disney says if you don't like this show, then you're a racist. No. No. If you have legitimate... If you have a legitimate criticism of Moses Ingram's performance... Of her, of her performance in the series, not of her as a person. If you have a genuine criticism of her performance as Riva, that's to- totally fine. You can have that criticism of her performance. You can't have that cr- cr- criticism of her. If you found in other things like The Queen's Gambit and Tragedy of Macbeth that you just don't like her as an actress, you can you just say, I don't like her as an actress. You don't send her death threats. You don't do that. So, that's essentially what I'm saying there right now off the top of my head. I'm going to have much more um, well thought out, a much more well thought out response to it come Friday show because I am just kind of rambling and I don't want this to be what my podcast is. I don't want to be talking about racism every week that, that this show is airing because I love this. I, I don't love the show. I really, really like the show. I really like the show. And I I think that Moses Ingram is good. I don't think that, that she's great in the show, but I think that her performance is good. So yeah, we'll be talking more about that one later on. But yeah, okay. Love seeing the Grand Inquisitor and Fifth Brother again. Love seeing those guys back. Um, Riva did go too far with the knife. And I, what I did love is that we immediately see that she is someone who makes those brash d- decisions and she goes too far in some places. I th- I really like that idea. I love that idea. Uh, Obi-Wan's a butcher. We got, our f- we got to see Kenobi again. We got to see Kenobi again. Um, I'm, I, I did see some people online complaining about how they made us wait uh, like nine or ten minutes before we saw Obi-Wan, which, by the way, I thought the recap at the beginning was great. I love that because this is going to make me sound like a bad fan. I didn't rewatch the prequels before watching the show. I was way too busy with finals and everything and uh, practice. We had our championship the weekend before last, but I didn't have the chance to rewatch episodes one, two, and three. Now, I know those movies almost by heart, but I thought that the um, that the five minute recap was fantastic with these with these um, which is giving us a little reintroduction to Ewan McGregor's Obi Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker and Hayden Christensen's Anakin Skywalker now Darth Vader. So yeah, I I, I really did love that um, that recap we got. But yeah, we, we had to wait a little bit to see Kenobi. And one thing that I heard on, um, I think it was Re- on Rebel Force Radio, but one thing they said about, um, and, and by the way, I, I do know there was some, there was some stuff 
about reasons why people don't like RFR, but, you know, that was one of the first podcasts I listened to. I, I don't agree with their reviews on everything, but, you know, and also, Jimmy, Jimmy Mack from RFR lives in my town. I've met him before. He's awesome. Um, yeah. Actually, another fun fact. Um, for those of you who know, who, who listen to RFR semi-regularly, at least, and have have listened to those like mythological blueprint episodes with like John Marku. I'm directing a, a movie this summer with his son. Yeah, so I think that's super cool that I have that little already like connection with with Star Wars um, and RFR already. So yeah. Um, anyway, but they were saying there are several calls to adventure that Obi-Wan gets in this first episode alone. And the first one is he is helped where his, his coworker gets skimped on some portions that was, you know, we saw in the force awakens with, with Ray, which, Oh my God, I'm just imagining like if this show came out before the sequel films, you would have like a like rock solid argument for Ray Kenobi. Your argument would be rock solid after this first episode alone. You know, I, I, I dabbled in my who are Ray's parents theories in, 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 in my day before we knew. I'm trying to remember if we talked about that because we started the show right before episode nine came out. Man, that was a disappointing movie. <laughs> that was a disappointing movie, in my opinion. You can have different opinions. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, the first example was helping the man who got ripped off. And Obi-Wan does not help him. The second call to adventure, it comes later in the episode with um with, with Nari in the desert, and that's my favorite scene of this show so far. Was with Nari in the desert. I thought that scene was absolutely wonderful. It gave us. It, it told us everything about Obi Wan's character. That we really like needed to know, at this point in time. It it really did that. That was such a great scene, and I, I, I oh my god, it was great in the trailer and it was great. It was even better here. The fight is done. We lost. It it just hit so, it it hit so hard. And I, I just really loved it. I really loved it. Um, the third. The third call, is. Is when uh, Briha and Bale call um, Obi Wan through the the hologram projector, and he avoids it there as well, saying, "My place is with the boy. I, I must protect the boy." Being Luke, of course. We did see Luke in this episode. I love seeing Luke Skywalker in this episode. Luke Luke Skywalker is now the one character. I believe the one character who has popped up in all three Disney Plus shows. Because he was in The Mandalorian. At the very end of that. He was in an episode of the book Boba Fett. And we see him as a child here. So he's been in all three shows. Um, I wonder who, like, there are only, I think, three or four characters who you could have pop up here. 
Um, and they would, they would be in all three shows. Obviously, you have The Mandalorian. You have Boba Fett. You have Fennec Shand. Um, Cobb Vanth. But I don't, I don't, I don't know that Cobb Vanth's going to show up here. I don't, I don't think we're going back to Tatooine. Or at least I hope not. Um, who else is there? There's Ahsoka. Ahsoka. I think it's possible Ahsoka might pop up. I'd love to see Ahsoka pop up, but only if it makes sense. Because you guys know. Ahsoka Tano is my favorite Star Wars character. There is no reason for her to be in Book Boba Fett. None whatsoever. I like seeing her pop up, though. But it just didn't really matter. It didn't add anything to the story. Um, but yeah. In terms of actors, all we, we really need to see is Tim Morrison. <laughs> Tim Morrison or Pedro Pascal. I, I'd honestly really love to see Tim Morrison become a, like, a new, like, Stan Lee cameo type thing for, for Star Wars. Because... He's probably going to pop up in Ahsoka as Captain Rex. We saw in the Andor trailer that we're going to be breaking down later on this week because I love that Andor trailer. We saw some clones in the Andor trailer, so we could see him pop up there. Again, as like a, a quick cameo. Um, could see him as, as Commander Cody in Book of Boba Fett. Or not Book of Boba Fett. In, he could pop up as Commander Cody here in the Kenobi series. So... Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure how, how he'd tie into the Acolyte, but... Or, or I, I, he could pop up in Lando, again, as, like, a quick little cameo. Same with Skeleton Crew, he could be Boba Fett there. Which, we'll talk, we're going to talk about Skeleton Crew also, because, man, that excites me. So, yeah, um, love Tim Morrison a whole lot. I hope he pops up. Um, I... And then the fourth called adventure is when Bale goes in person to visit Obi-Wan on Tatooine. On the sands of Tatooine. I need just to like have a um have like an, an audio thing of that. On the sands of Tatooine. And then we're going to go and go into the rest of the podcast. Yes, that's right. Spare any credit. Um yeah, so, and then, of course, at that point, that's when Obi-Wan does accept the call to adventure, and he goes off to Daiju. So, he, we, we see that he lives in a cave here, and not the humble homestead that we've seen previously. I think we're going to see that homestead probably in episode 6, or part 6, I should say. We're probably going to see that pop up in part 6, because it'll be as the series draws to a close, hopefully. So I, I don't think this show needs a season two. You know, I, I'll be honest. I don't think this show needed to exist at all. Because, again, and I still really like the show. I really like the show a lot. But it didn't, it's unnecessary fully because we know where he is going into it. And we know how his story ends. So it's just like, this chapter set in between that purely exists because of the fans. Because we all clamored. Like, this is... I, I feel like it's fair to say, other than the sequel movies, when Disney bought Lucasfilm, every... And the the pot, and the door was opened to spinoffs beyond um, animated television with The Clone Wars and then Rebels. When the door was opened to live-action films that are not episodic... And then with Serving with Mandalorian to television series on Disney Plus, 
everyone wanted Kenobi. Everyone wanted Kenobi. So that's what I really love about it. You know, like us fans, we got hashtag Clone Wars saved. We got season seven on Disney Plus two years ago. And man, that season was fantastic. It's been particularly the last four episodes. Um, we got this done. We got, we got the Kenobi series. We did it. Uh, but yeah, anyway, anyway, we're, we're way off track. We are way, ugh, we are way off track. Um, I, I loved his, his little Jawa friend with, um, uh, he was saying something along the lines of, you know, you, if you're going to at least sell, if you're going to at least, if, sorry, if you're going to sell my own pots back to me, you, you could have the decency to clean them first. And the jar is this great line of cleaning costs extra. <laughs> I love that. That was great. Um, he, that, that's so we know now where Luke got his, um, his model T-16 Skyhopper. He got it from old Ben, but that was great. Uh, we didn't see Owen, Lars, and Luke. We haven't seen Aunt Peru yet. We have not yet seen Aunt Peru. Um, and we do know that she is in the cast because they, they announced her to be part of the show like over a year ago. And that Bonnie Pierce was was coming back to reprise her, her role as Beru Lars in Obi-Wan Kenobi. So we're going to see her eventually. Um... Again, probably it'll be toward the end, is, is my guess. Um, yeah, so then we jump on over to Alderaan. Which I love seeing Alderaan because, you know, I, I, I heard on a podcast a, a few months ago, like, you know, it, it's possible that we could see Leia pop up in the series because who else, who else could get Obi-Wan off Tatooine? Other than Leia. You know, one twin is in danger, so he has to leave the other twin. You know? That makes sense. That makes sense to me. I'm like, oh yeah, that, that, that does make sense. Um, we're going to talk about young Leia for a second. I love this character. I absolutely love young Leia Organa. I think... I just think she is fan the the girl who's who's who who is playing her, who is playing her. Um, she's being played by a young actress named Vivian Lyra Blair. So Vivian Blair, I oh my god, she is so sweet. She is so charming in this show. Um. I buy her as a young Leia. I absolutely buy her as young Leia. Because she acts exactly how I would have always imagined a young Princess Leia to act. She's sassy. She's always breaking all the rules. Like, I love that. She tells her cousin how it is. She tells her cousin how it is. And I literally love that so much. I adore this character i adore this character and, and i hope i don't know that i want her to be in the whole series obviously she, she's in episode two and she's definitely gonna be in part three um but i, I hope that she gets back to bail soon and like I, I find that she's just the thing that got ben off of tatooine i'm totally fine with that 
And then after that, we'll have her go and do her. We'll have Obi-Wan go off, do his own thing, fight Darth Vader. At least that's what that's what I would like to see in the series. Obviously, I have no creative control. So whatever they, they do, I'm sure I'll, I'll be okay with it. Not not that I have heaven race, not gonna get with it. Um, I, I thought that w- the aliens, and this is something I'm noticing a lot more on Star Wars, particularly the Disney Plus series. That alien girl that Leia was like, you you sh- should be my doppelganger for a bit. Her design reminded me so much of the other Star franchise, Star Trek. And I'm not a big Star Trek fan, but I I do appreciate Star Trek of the little bit of that I've seen. Um. I actually say something sacrilegious. The only show that I've seen like over a season of is Discovery, and I love Discovery. I love Star Trek Discovery. So I just want to say that there's my little tiny bit of Star Trek knowledge. Um and I've ruined any like if I ever were to become a huge diehard Star Trek fan, like that is my credibility's off the window because I know that everyone hates Star Trek to Discovery. So I saw one Reddit thread where someone abbreviated Star Trek to Discovery just STD. And I thought that was funny. Anyway. Um, I thought that... The, so, cutting back now to um, to Tatooine. Another day of work goes by. O- Obi-Wan heads back to... Um, I think it's Mos Eisley. Where his animal is. And Owen just, like, throws the... Um, a scrapper on the on the ground and is like, no, stay away from Luke. And he destroys Obi Wan, which we also saw in the trailer. We talk about this in the trailer, where Ben goes, when the time comes, he must be trained. And then he just goes, like you trained his father. Damn. That ain't a real skin in the scud pie, to quote um, to quote Cara Dune. Um. The Inquisitor show up. They're literally right by Obi-Wan. They are right by Obi-Wan. Like, you guys suck at your job. I'm sorry, you guys just really suck at your jobs. So, yeah. Another thing. I... We didn't get to see a, a ton of them. In the prequels. But Joel Edgerton... As Owen Lars, I love it. I absolutely love his Owen Lars. Because you get, you sort of like get a sense of, in in the original film, in, in New Hope, you get that sense of who Owen Lars is, of who Uncle Owen is, and what kind of uncle he, he is to Luke. And again, you don't see it, you don't see a ton in the prequels because he has like three scenes. And, um, basically, it's just exactly how, it's it just, again, the same thing I, I said with, with Vivian Blair as, as Leia. You get, this, this is the Owen Lars that you would imagine seeing. Absolutely, this is the, the character that you, you would imagine seeing. The other thing there is, we also don't quite know yet... Uh, yeah, does anyone actually know why Owen hates Ben? So, like, just tell me in the comments or something, and I'll, we'll talk about it next week, just because I have no idea. I have no idea, and I don't want to look it up. <laughs> so, going back to Reva now, I really 
am kind of confused right now. I know and we're supposed to be confused right now as to why she wants Kenobi so desperately. I feel like it has something to do with, um, at this point, we know episode two, so I'm just not going to answer this question. <laughs> just, I'm, I'm not going to pretend to know something, you know, because we know episode two. I don't want to go into too much in episode two at all. Um, okay. So back to Alderaan. I loved Bale's speech to Leia. You know, and it can be applied to other things in Star Wars, like Rey Skywalker. So, that's what I'm going to say that. I, I just absolutely loved the dynamic between Bale and Leia that we saw. I thought that scene was wonderful. All of it. And, and I want to see more of it. I, I want to see more of it. So, yeah. Um, now, on to the thing. My least favorite part of the show so far. My least favorite part of the show so far was the scene, and I'm out to curse. I'm about to curse in a way that I don't typically curse on this podcast or on any podcast. I'm not going to bleep it because I'm that annoyed with this. When these bounty hunters are chasing down a 10-year-old prince slave through the woods, and it takes a couple of minutes. Get the ear muffs on the children. There's a point where this guy is running. He's running. He's out flying on his feet, right? He's running. And he's looking down because she's a child. And he gets hit in the head with a fucking tree branch. It is so stupid. It's such a stupid scene. That I was embarrassed to be watching the show. That's how stupid this scene was. And you could have done it any other way. You could have done it any other way. You could have... He could have... The character flees playing. He could have said the thing to Leia. And just taken a blaster and stunder. That would have been fine. But we're immediately when when we're when we meet these guys and, and later on in the episode, Flea's character says, uh just like she she goes, I'm not afraid of you, and he goes, Give it time. No, it's impossible for us to ever be scared of this character because we just saw him be an absolute idiot. We just saw him be an absolute idiot. And his henchmen are idiots. They probably don't know a lightsaber from a blaster. So, it, that, that I, I think, is probably my least favorite scene. No, that's my second least favorite scene of Disney Star Wars. No, uh, yeah, second. The first, no, the, my third least favorite scene of Disney Star Wars is in Book of Boba Fett, where it's a similar scene where Boba Fett's just chasing the little droid around the kitchen. He's chasing the little droid around the kitchen. That was dumb. But my all-time least favorite scene of Disney Star Wars, and you guys know what it is. They fly now. They fly now. They fly now. I hate that scene so much. It's it's awful. It is really bad. <laughs> um So yeah, back to Tatooine. The sons of Tatooine. No, we just need to have like a, a sound to play during the show whenever we jump back to anywhere on Tatooine. Because it happens so often. We go, meanwhile, on the sons of Tatooine. So yeah. 
So, meanwhile, on the sense of Tatooine, Obi-Wan walked into town and he couldn't save Nari. The Jedi, he couldn't save Nari. Told him to go bury his lightsaber in the desert, which honestly gave... It, it gave more context, again, to what Rey does at the end of episode 9. Because when Rey buries um, Leia's lightsaber, and she buries the lightsaber that she had, and Luke had, and before Anakin, and before Luke, Anakin had, when she buries the, the lightsaber, both sabers, it's like, it's almost like a, um, a good by ritual, a, a funeral for Jedi. It, it kind of what it seems like is, is to bury the lightsaber. You know, you have the the funeral pyre to burn the corpse, but you you bury the lightsaber. And and I really love that. I really really love that. Uh, again, Bill goes in person now. Zoom meetings are over. He goes in person to convince Obi Wan that the time is now. The time is now to stand up and fight. To go and save his daughter. To save Leia. I I love that. And yeah, and then Obi-Wan goes to dig up the sabers. Uh, turns out Reva hires bounty hunters, which I really like. Um, Reva's a lot smarter than she lets on. And she's also a lot more drastic. As the series, series continues, I want to see just how far Reva will go. And I don't think there's a stopping point to how far she would go. Honestly, I don't think there's a stopping point there. So, I'm just really interested in seeing that. Um, and Obi-Wan accepts the call to venture and he boards the, 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 the ship. And they take off of Tatooine. So, that's it. That's Kenobi Episode 1. That's Kenobi Episode 1. It couldn't add, it could, it's a bit shorter because we couldn't do any theorizing because we've seen Episode 2. So, yeah, guys, that's going to be it for this podcast. I'm recording the part two episode, like, right now, like, right after. So, yeah. Uh, thank you guys just so, so much for listening. Uh, go check us out on Twitter, at Tuscan Radio Pod, and we will read your feedback here on the show. So, yeah, let me know what you thought of Kenobi. Let me know what you thought of the episode so that we have so, that we have so far, and we'll read them. So, yeah, thank you guys so, so much for listening. I'm Drew Gretsch. May the force be with you always. I have spoken.